Hi there, and welcome to the Pondering Podcast. My name is Michelle, and welcome back to my returning listeners, as well as welcome to new listeners. Happy 2020 to all of you, and I'm glad we made it through the holidays and out the other side into a new decade. So today we are going to be talking about adult stepchildren. This was actually a request from one of my readers to talk about this. So the pondering podcast topic of the week was, do you have adult stepkids? If so, how long have you been a part of their lives? And do you have a good relationship with them? Um, I was thinking about this as well, and I was thinking about maybe a lot of the time we think to ourselves, well, when the kids are 18, they'll move out and we'll get more time to ourselves and things will be different in some way. But kids don't always just leave or move out when they're 18. I mean, you don't just miraculously stop being a parent when your kids turn 18. And the same is true for being a stepmom. I mean, all of the relationship dynamics that you might have that you thought would go away once your stepkids turn 18 don't necessarily go away. All the drama with the bio mom that you might have in your stepmom life don't just magically disappear once your stepchild is legally able to move out. So this is an interesting topic. I mean, when does it end? When does all the struggle and effort and drama really end? Does it stop once your stepkids become adults? And stepmoms who've experienced life with adult stepchildren know all of this. I've had stepmoms from all different kinds of backgrounds and blended family dynamics reach out to describe their experiences with adult stepchildren. Some of them describe situations where they have been a step-parent since the child was very young, and they have a great relationship with them now as they're adults. And then there are other step-parents who may have had a troubled relationship with their stepchildren while they were younger and being raised, and then the relationship got better as they grew into adults. Um, a lot of the time, the stepchildren will start to appreciate you more as they grow into adulthood. I've had a lot of comments where um, the stepparents say that the adult stepchildren came to them later when they were an adult and said, hey, I'm really sorry for all the trouble I gave you and oh my goodness, I really realize what you did for me now that I'm older. Um, you know, a lot of times it's not until the stepchildren are adults and have children of their own that they actually realize all of the hard work and effort, sacrifices um, that were made by the step-parent. So a lot of the time that appreciation doesn't come back to you until much later and when they are adults. So that can be really cool if that happens um, to you. I mean, it's better late than never, I guess. <laughs> so most of the responses that I did get were private and anonymous. Um, I did get a response from Kimberly Sue. Thank you, Kimberly Sue. She's always commenting and engaging in my stuff, and I really appreciate it. And it was actually Kimberly that requested for us to do this topic this week. 
So Kimberly Sue has adult stepchildren, 19 and 21, and she's basically having the roughest time with it that I can gather from her comments. It sounds like she's having a really challenging journey, keeping her spirits up and staying optimistic. Uh, Sounds like she's got troubled relationships with her grown stepchildren, and that's really a shame. I can only imagine what that is like. Um, She basically just talks about how she's having a really hard time. But I appreciate your comment, Kimberly Sue. I don't know if it's going to get better, but like I said, the challenges don't necessarily end when the stepchildren are adults. Okay, I also got another private message from another stepmom who became a stepmom when her stepchildren were in their teens, and she also has her own children on top of that. Um, She talks about how she's having a really hard time connecting with them because I think when she first started out as their stepmom, they were in their mid to late teens. So now they're in their either very late teens or early 20s. So she never really felt like she got an initial connection with them because they were teenagers. And teenagers can be hard to connect with, even for biological parents. Um, I did a podcast recently about step-parenting teenagers, and a lot of you definitely responded as to how difficult that is. So imagine just jumping straight in and step-parenting a teenager when they're like 15 or 16. So that must have been quite an amazing feat for this stepmom and mom, and I really do appreciate the feedback. All right, I want to talk a bit more about this as well as read you guys something a little bit later on. All right, I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. I got a comment on my Facebook page from B, who describes having a stepchild who is now 22. Thank you for your comment, B. She goes on to say that she has a couple of stepchildren all together, and she's been a stepmom to them since they were ages 4 and 11. B says that the eldest stopped living with them when she was 14 because at that time she thought her dad was too strict, and she didn't want to be there anymore, so she moved out. B also talks about some major loyalty binds happening there, And since her stepdaughter moved out, she said she hasn't had much of a relationship with her at all. Although she says her husband does have a pretty good relationship with their now um, adult daughter and stepdaughter. Um, Thank you so much for that comment, B. I always get something out of hearing what other stepmoms are going through. And it really helps give me perspective on my own situation as well. It can be quite humbling when you think you're having a really rough time in your own situation and then you hear what others are going through and it's really the whole point of this podcast is to share experiences, describe how we feel about those experiences and even find some ways to do better and be better and we can't do that if we're not sharing information with each other and finding out what everyone else is going through. So I think it's important. 
And I quite often wonder what things are going to be like with my own stepchild when he's an adult and, you know, hopefully gets out of the house and starts his own life because I am step-parenting a teenager right now. So I'm looking on the horizon and wondering, you know, I wonder if I'm still going to be as involved in his life as I am now or if he's going to want me to be as involved in his life as I am now. I wonder how he's going to change. I wonder how I'm going to compose myself at events like graduations or maybe even a wedding or some other special event in his life. Uh, Some sort of event where I may have to see his biological mother if she shows up. Will I be able to handle myself with grace or will I just be a cluster of emotions? You know, even with all of the experience that I have gathered, you can never be quite sure how you're going to react in any given situation. Um, So in the end of the podcast, I want to read you an article, probably like an excerpt from the article, um, that I absolutely love that I feel is relevant to this situation. Um, It is written by a woman called Anna Breslin, and she is a writer on Medium, where I also write too, and she wrote the most amazing piece called What My Stepson's Mother Said to Me at His Wedding. And Anna puts uh, the brackets on the step part of stepson because she basically raised him and refers to him as her son. And the article talks about her journey, her actual physical journey to the church where the wedding was being held. Um, She got a flat tire along the way. It was like a crazy hot day in July. Uh, All this, you know, all this stuff happens to her on the way to the church. And she also describes this amazing relationship that she had with her stepson and how he actually proposed to her when he was little. And asked her father, or sorry, asked her to marry his father and how she just fell in love with him and grew to be a huge part of his life. So I want to read you part of this story. It makes me cry every time I read it, (laughs) but I think it's relevant, you know, and it's inspiring and it's tear jerking and there's not much written about Um, a stepmother's experience with an adult stepchild. So I think it's unique. It's very well written. And I'm going to start it off at what happens when she finally arrives at the church. Um, And I'll put a link in with the podcast too, so you guys can read the rest of it if you like. Um, So yeah, I'll start there and I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. So I am going to read you guys an excerpt from this article called What My Stepson's Mother Said to Me at His Wedding by Anna Breslin. Now, she refers to her stepson in the article as S, obviously for privacy reasons. And she is also divorced from her stepson's father at this point. 
Um, so he is her ex, but she's still involved in her adult stepson's life, which is interesting. So I am going to pick up the article about midway through when she finally arrives at the event and sees her stepson's mother. All right, here we go. When I walked into the inn and through the doors to the reception, I steeled myself for whatever was next. The first person I saw was my stepson's mother. She was at the door waiting for me. As soon as she saw me, she said, There you are at last. I want to thank you for the great job you did raising S. She hugged me. The last time I saw her was at our son's college graduation. She didn't acknowledge my existence. All I saw of her was her back. So it was a shock. She said it again. You did an amazing job and hugged me again. Over the years, I had been jealous of her. She was quote-unquote mom, and I was Anna. There were times when I was angry about the things she said or did. I learned to keep that to myself, though not as early on as I would have wished. I had her son with me about 26 days a month, and she had him four. I was grateful to her. I was the one who hugged him when he came home from school and before he went to bed. I was sad for her. He was the best kid that ever lived. Some of that best stuff was under a layer of other stuff, and he got a label he didn't deserve. But that's what happens when kids don't get their needs met. We worked on that together. After she thanked me, I cried. I hugged her, and we both cried. I was deeply affected by her kind words. I had expected to see a lot of her back again, or a lot of her back again. Instead, she treated me like a sister. I loved it. We're polar opposites in our political beliefs and maybe everything else. But there we were, sister mothers, sister ex-wives, at least for one night. We were both happy and it was lovely to share the day with her and it made sense to be with her because we were both mothers of the groom. All of my former in-laws were loving and kind to me. My ex-husband was okay, but he made me remember how good he was at crushing my soul. My ex-husband's current girlfriend told me that she'd heard about what a great job I did raising S. I usually just blow off these compliments because I know the truth. I know it was my son who did the hard work he needed to do. Nothing I ever did would have made a difference if he didn't want to do it. He was receptive and determined to change. I heard it over and over again at his wedding. I wondered if people were just unable to think of anything else to say to me. All I needed was to be able to call him my son. That was always the greatest thing to me, because he didn't have to love me, and I didn't have to love him. There was no biological imperative. I loved him so much, I didn't even realize he loved me too. It never occurred to me to wonder how he felt about me. When his father and I divorced, he was angry at his dad for a long time. That was the first time I realized he loved me. My son is an amazing human being. If, even if I wasn't his mother, I'd say that. He is accomplished, brave, kind, and giving. I don't need anyone to give me credit for anything. 
All he ever wanted was my son's happiness. His happiness is my joy. He made sense of my life. All the pain I experienced in my own childhood made it possible for me to parent him and meet his unique needs when he was a quote-unquote troubled child. But he was never any trouble to me. Raising him healed me at a soul level. And all the good he does in the world has healed me more. It's an amazing thing. You never know the meaning of your journey in life until you hit certain points along your path and then you can look back and see. When I looked at my son that day and saw his joy at being married to his wonderful wife, I saw in him the exact same spirit I saw in him the very first day I met him when he was just eight years old. The truth is, all I ever did was see who he is and reflect that back to him until he finally saw it too and became the man he was always meant to be. Okay, I'm tearing up. I just absolutely love this. And I love how she talks about the journey and when you look back. And so often we just feel so unappreciated and Every so often we get a reminder that, hey, you're doing an amazing job and you're important to somebody and you're an influence on somebody. You mean something. So I think that's a great reminder for all stepmoms of stepkids of all ages. And I'm definitely going to link this article um, when I post the podcast, because I just love it. It makes me cry every time. And there's more to it. There's a whole bunch of stuff that happens in the beginning of the piece. It's it's basically the story of this day. So yeah, that's my husky. If you can hear the jangling, uh, scratching himself and his collar jingling. So yeah, I'm going to wrap it up. It's a little bit of a shorter podcast this week. Um Next week, we're going to do another topic. I haven't quite decided what that'll be next. But of course, as always, you can find my blogs at www.theponderingnook.com. And I will be back next week. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And I'll talk at you later. Thanks.